Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Acts chapter 10 and verse 21. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And so I'm going to ask you to to do something. Uh, I'm going to ask you, we're going to, well, I'm going to ask you three things. First, I'm going to ask you to repeat this with me. I am the one that you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? I'm going to ask you to go ahead and turn to your left. And I want you to repeat the same thing. I am the one you are looking for. But what is the reason for your coming? Now we're going to do it a third time. If you'll turn to your right, and even if there's not someone there, that's all right. Let's say it again. I am the one you are looking for. And perhaps with a question mark in the tone, what is the reason for your coming? Oh, Jesus. Speak to your mighty people today, Jesus. Give us an ear to hear. Open our eyes to see, Jesus. Speak your words of life and your words of truth into our hearts, Lord. Speak them into our souls this morning, Jesus. Open our eyes to see. Lord, don't let us veer to the left or to the right. But Lord, in your name, Jesus. Lord, I loose us from the vision and the purpose of the flesh this morning. And Lord, we're going to bind ourselves to your spiritual insight today, Jesus. Speak your words of truth, Lord. Let it define us and refine us this morning. Have your will and have your way in every facet and every deed. Lord, you are great and you are mighty in this calling that you've called us into. Lord, it is a great calling. It is a powerful calling. Lord, you placed an anointing upon our lives, each and every one of us, Jesus. And so, Lord, bring it to revelation, Jesus. Bring it to our understanding, Lord. Stir up that gift within us, Jesus. Lord, that you place there in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yeah, Jesus. I have a title this morning. It is, I am the one. What is the reason if you didn't see that coming? Let's start. We're just going to study chapter 10 here for just a few moments. And uh, Lord, point some things out to us. Acts chapter 10 and verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort. He was a devout man who feared God with all his household and gave alms generously to all or to the people and he prayed continually to God. Verse 3 About the ninth hour of the day he saw clearly in a vision Yes, I'm reading from the ESV, but if you have any type of notes in your King James Version, it will give you a word to say the same thing. Cornelius saw very clearly. 
If you would repeat that with me. He saw clearly. Nicodemus, I will tell you up front, is the man with the need. Nicodemus is the man who's got partial truth, but he's lacking in the whole truth. Nicodemus is, huh? Cornelius. I'm sorry. It says it right here. Cornelius. Hey, I got a cold. It's a little foggy. Cornelius is the man with the need. I will probably do that a couple more times. <laughs> Cornelius, Cornelius, Cornelius. Say it three times. Cornelius is the man with the need, and yet he sees clearly. What's really interesting, I'm just going to jump all over and make a mess of this. I'm not going to try too hard to be professional about it. If we look at Peter's side of the vision, Peter, who is the man with the answer, he's the man with the keys, right? So let's go ahead and jump to verse 10. On Peter's side of things, not Paul or anyone else, but Peter, and he became hungry. No, let's start with verse 8. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, I didn't underline it, but I will go back and underline that in gold. While they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like, something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. Huh. Peter saw it not so clearly. It was something like a sheet. When I, something in my heart jumped out a week or so about this. Cornelius sees clearly a man with partial truth and with the need. And for some reason, Peter, the man with the keys, he sees it and it's kind of foggy. He sees it and it's not quite so clear. And just so God would, God made it this way so that there was no question about it. He emphasizes it again and again. Let's keep reading. Something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. We'll come back to that in a second. Verse 14, but Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Now, there is a whole lot going on here. And we've heard this preached so many times. I'm going to try and stay focused to the clarity of the vision and the fact that you are the one and you may not know what the need is, but God is still preparing something. And that's what this is all about. Hmm. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean. And the voice came to him again the second time. Why? Because Peter doesn't see it clearly. There's some other things going on here, too, and we'll see that revealed. Peter's also feeling doubt. Oh. Oh. Cornelius, 
not to be mistaken with Nicodemus. Cornelius did not struggle with doubt or clear vision. Cornelius, the man with the need, saw it clearly. A devout man. Peter, on the other hand, the man with the keys of the kingdom, he is struggling with doubt through this whole process. And he's seeing things in a foggy way. Unclear, uncertain. Can I tell you it's okay? Let me just, let me minister to all of us for a minute. On this side of Calvary, and all of us are. As ministers of reconciliation, and all of us are. Every single, do it again. Let's say it again. Look at your neighbor. I am the one. What is the reason? The what is the reason is not seeing it very clearly. And that's all right. Peter, the man, operating in the spiritual realm, was looking through a glass dimly. It's okay. We need to recognize and realize God is preparing something. I want to be careful, but I'm going to say it because I just feel it so strongly. Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. And, and we look at the scripture. Matter of fact, one of the scriptures I came across was Joshua 24 and 14 today. And, and, and it had to do with the, the sermon, the lesson. But it had a reference to the gods you served on the other side of the flood. And, and I, I'll be honest with you, i got to look into that because... I, I was under the assumption that the, the earliest mention of, of, of false gods, idolatry worship, would have been, well, was Joshua, again, referring to, to Terah, Abraham's father, which was on this side of the flood. And so I was thinking, well, that might have been when idolatry started. But then there's a reference to possibly being back on the other side of the flood, even though we don't read of it in the Genesis account. My point is, there's nothing new under the sun. We know that the spirit of Antichrist was alive and active very much so during the time of the apostles. The spirit of anti-God goes back all the way to the garden. And let me just tell you a truth. (laughs) The devil, you can disagree with me if you want, but I believe he's powerless against you if you're redeemed. If you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he has no dominion or authority over you. I just happen to believe that. I I believe it's in the Word. But that means he's powerless. He he walks around like what? A a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? Not who he will. Who he may. Maybe this will change with time. God tends to reveal things and show you things as you're aging and maturing and growing in in knowledge of him and in the spirit and in the word. But I do believe that the only power that the devil has regarding us, regarding me, is power that he's given. And if we look at the principles of the devil, how he operated from the beginning, it's through subtlety, distraction, deception, and I should have said deception first, and then distraction. 
Can I tell you, when we become distracted, it empowers the devil. Peter was hungry, and yet he was praying. He was praying, he became hungry. Cornelius, on the other side, is hungering and thirsting for righteousness and God. Peter, on this side of Calvary, is feeling hungry in the natural realm. Now, you've heard me speak of this. Huh. Spiritual truths and tells in the word of God. Peter's feeling in the natural what's happening in the spiritual. Matter of fact, I, we can finish the story. I, I don't ever even see where Peter, he's so hungry. It, the story as it unfolds, once the men arrive, it doesn't even mention them eating. I'm sure they did at some point. But he was hungry. He was feeling something. And can I just tell you, if we will identify what we're feeling, there are times it's because God's preparing something in the spiritual realm and we'll feel things in the natural. And if we become distracted, it becomes empowering for the devil to, at the very least, there's times when it will keep us from being effective. What if Peter, hmm, in the middle of that prayer session with God, man, I'm hungry. What if it played out, you know, <sighs> this can wait. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll be here when I get back. What if Peter had stepped out of the spiritual realm before he got to the third time that God had to speak into his life to give him some clarity along the way in his path of redemption and the infilling of the Holy Ghost for an entire family, an oikos of friends of Cornelius? What if Peter had stepped out and just satisfied and gratified the flesh? And we don't know. But maybe when he answered the door, it would have looked a little bit different. Maybe he would have saw some Gentiles and maybe he would have even seen some, uh, a man who was a military man sent by Cornelius who was oppressing the Jews. Peter, who did struggle, he struggled with this concept. Yes, he did. God's trying to teach him and show him, hey, listen, what I have is grace for all mankind. What I'm preparing is for all men. And if you'll stay focused, I'm going to show you a thing. Yes, Peter, you're doubting a little bit. And you don't see it clearly right now. But Peter struggled with this concept even beyond this, this story. Paul had to rebuke him not once but twice. It's okay to have these struggles. Let me just say, it's okay that we struggle with some of these things. It's okay when we, we realize, oh, I got distracted again. Oh, I'm just going to make a mess of it all. I'll remind you of Paul speaking of this. It was an irritation, a thorn in the side. And, I, and I, I'll keep it short. The result of it was God said, listen, you've got to remember I'm in it all. My grace is sufficient for you. But remember where it started. It started with an incredibly great, powerful revelation in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And so in spiritual truths and revelation, ah, 
we'll do well to remember the irritations and recognize them and identify them. Irritations. Uh, they become a distraction. I'll give you an example. An irritation. You start receiving phone calls, multiple phone calls, on a Friday morning, okay? And you recognize these are spiritual phone calls with major spiritual implications, okay? And immediately after following, not the first one, the first one was a big phone call. But then, interestingly enough, it's followed by another big phone call. And my, whoa, wait a second, there's a lot going on here. So I respond to, to Miranda. I send her a text, hey, listen, there's a lot of spiritual movement going on. We just need to be in prayer. And I know these things. And I'll remind you, it's okay. It's okay when we stumble and when we fall. We're still learning this. We're learning and we're growing and God's teaching us. And so I, you would think I would be ready for it. <laughs> but then the irritations start. And I know this. We know this. Cars breaking down when it's zero degrees outside. We got to be to church for the Valentine's banquet. And who are going to be? Only God knows how late now. <laughs> Frustrations. Now we're irritated with each other. And, and I'll remind you, I had sent Miranda a text earlier in the day. There's a lot of spiritual movement going on. Because I've been through this enough times and I'm, I, I recognize it, but it's still difficult. It's still difficult to stay focused. Peter, you're feeling hungry. It's not about the food. Peter, it's not about the food. Peter, I'm preparing something for you. Peter, I'm moving behind the scenes. Peter, there's something else happening somewhere else with someone else. And you're just feeling a little bit of something on this side of Calvary. Oh, this shouldn't be a foreign concept to us. Jesus himself, through the stripes he took, felt all of our infirmities. We'll do well to recognize and identify. It's not always about what we're feeling in the moment in the natural. God may be preparing something in the spiritual. It went on. It went on all weekend. <laughs> Thank God by Sunday morning, he's stirring me. You know, Acts, we see in the book of Acts, chapter 2, right at the end there, when, when we're encouraged in the, in the word to save yourself from this untoward generation. Sometimes we've got to stir ourselves. Sometimes we've got to shake ourselves like Samson would have. It's all right. God's doing a work. There were people that needed to be ministered all the way back to Friday. People that needed to be ministered to on Saturday. Thank God that by Sunday I've, we stirred ourselves, shook ourselves, and we could minister huh, to where the real irritation was coming from. This is a real thing I'm speaking of. I, I hope this isn't just floating out above you. This is the word of God. So I'll get back to the word of God because it's the same spiritual principle. And I'm telling you, we need to be in agreement with the word, agreement with God's principles. Amen. 
I'll remind you, Matthew 18. I believe it was verse 18. Agreements. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It's all about agreements. Any two agreeing on these things, right? Agreements. Huh. So, Peter. Peter. I'm going to go back and we're going to let the scripture bring it all together for us. Nicodemus, who had the need, saw very clearly, and Cornelius, I told you I was going to do it again, an angel of God <laughs> saw clearly in a vision, an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius, verse 4, and he stared at him in terror and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now, now, I know I've got a limited amount of time, but I do want to touch to the side of our needs because we still have needs. We're still on this earth and we, we, none of us have reached perfection yet. And trials and tribulations definitely come our way. And I, I, I want to just say, and I'll link this to the prayer of faith in James chapter 5 and verse 14. Agreement with the word, details of the word. If you read through it, the pattern was, any who is sick among you call for the elders. And so agreeing with the word would be the sick stepping out in faith, as the word says it, and calling for the elders, right? It's an agreement with the word. It's perfectly lined up with the way God intended it. And I believe it's just a little bit more powerful when we do things God's way. And so... Even when we are in need, oh, let's, let's just remember, and we're, we're speaking more so from that side of grace, but even when we are in need, remember, you see your need more clearly than our brothers and our sisters, the godly men and the godly women who are next to us. Let that sink in for a second. We see our need very clearly when we're in the middle of the need. And yet, God has to speak to our brothers and sisters, our ministers, our pastors, and we don't see the details on this side as much as we know the details on this side. And here's the point. The power, what set this all in motion was Cornelius. And so even from the side of a need, there's power in being in agreement with this principle. I feel like that fell flat. Just realize, even when you're in need, being consistent and faithful in your prayer to God. You're giving to God your faithfulness. And that's what it speaks of when it says he's a devout man who feared God. And gave alms generously. Even in your need, stay faithful. Even in your need, stay in prayer. This is a spiritual thing. And there's power in it. And even if the one with the answer, or the ministers, or your brothers and sisters to encourage you, even if we only see from this side, and it's not as clear, 
God is preparing a thing. Huh. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now send men to Joppa in verse 5. And bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him and had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Not going to spend a lot of time here, but it just speaks of instruction. Another sermon, another time. Then it starts into Peter's vision. And we started reading that where he saw something like a great, a, a great sheet. Continuing on in verse 14, Peter said, By no means, Lord, I've never eaten on any common thing. Verse 16, This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. And if you've known me or heard me much at all, you know when I see three, it just jumps out because it's all over the word of God. Three it's just the limitation as far as man can take it, and God takes it over from there. It's everywhere. Verse 17. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, still totally confused, behold, the men who were sent. And, and remember, these men were sent, yes, by Cornelius, but it was all set in motion by God. God's working behind the scenes. God is preparing to do a thing. And it may feel like something, the need is here, but God really sees what the need is, and God is really preparing, and God is in the middle of it all. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 21, and Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? No, no, we got to back up. I missed it. Verse 19, while, and while Peter was pondering the vision, love that word pondering. It, it's okay to ponder. It's okay. Listen, we don't have to hit the mark perfectly every time because, thank God, we're not going to. But it's okay to step back and ponder for a little bit and stay in the game. It's okay to step back and, and ponder what Brother Rob's saying and stay in the game. What, what's happening right here with Nicodemus is I'm almost out of time. What's happening right here ought to happen to us. No, no, no. I guarantee you it happens to us all the time. All the time. The difference is we are so distracted. The noise is nonstop around us. We are so overstimulated. Oh. And desensitized. If we could just turn some things off, if we could just turn the hunger off for a minute, whatever that may be or whatever it may look like, I think we'd be amazed at what we would see. I think we'd be amazed when we would actually see the angel rather than just hearing or having an unction. I, I just believe it. I really do. Oh, Jesus. Verse 20. Rise. The Spirit said to him, rise and go down. That same Spirit that was huh, preparing something. 
because a man, Cornelius, was praying. Arise, go down, and accompany without hesitation. I believe the King James says without doubt. Don't doubt. Don't doubt what I'm saying. This is the word of God. There might be some hesitation. Ponder it. Don't doubt. And here's the thing. Peter doubted through this whole scenario, this whole story. Right up through the end of it, he was doubting. And God still accomplished what he was preparing. So it's okay to have the doubt. It's okay not to see it clearly. But we're going to have to identify. We're going to have to recognize these things. And I've said it before, when we don't identify and when we don't recognize, what happens is we, we react to things. <laughs> if we identify and we recognize, we can respond. And there's a major difference. I'm so out of time, there's no way I can wrap this up. So we'll close by saying this. If we read the rest of the story... All through it, Peter was still questioning. Even when he went with the men, he starts out talking to the household of Cornelius in the most offensive way. He really does. Well, I shouldn't even be talking to you guys. I shouldn't even be dining with you. But there was this irritation. There was this hunger I felt. I'm still doubting. I'm still perplexed. He still asks the question along the way. He's still not certain. He asks them towards the end one more time, what is it that you're looking for? It's okay to ask questions. Questions reveal things. Stay focused. God is preparing something. Keep recognizing, keep growing, keep moving forward. God is preparing something. And let me just end by saying this. I really do believe for every single one of us who are on this side of Calvary, who've been baptized with the, the Holy Ghost, filled with the Spirit of God, ministers of reconciliation, I really do believe every single one of us has these opportunities just about every day if we will recognize them and open our eyes to them. God is preparing things. God is... The angel never gave the message of salvation. And the angel never is going to. You and I are. And God is preparing a thing. Thank you, Jesus. If you'd stand, let's end in prayer. Oh, God, you are so good. You have brought us out of... Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.